0: tell you a little bit about Leona um, and you're so humble Leona you said oh I don't have much of a bio and then I read it and I just thought wow <laughs> this is absolutely incredible so you can find Leona at mybespokecoaching.co.uk and also on Instagram make sure you go and follow her it's leona underscore petch underscore underscore coaching and I'll share all these that, you <laughs> that was a mouthful <laughs> um, but, Leona's motivation is really just to help people change their lives and realize what their bodies are capable of. To show women that they can be powerful, strong and able not to accept being or feeling something they aren't happy with, which I just love. Um, Music is a huge part of what she does. There's nothing like having a group of people moving together and that moment when the groupness happens. And I can so relate to that because I used to be a dance coach and choreographer and it's all, there's some Something magical isn't there in that moment when you've got a lot of people a great energy in a space together I know that's what so many people in the fitness industry have, have missed over this last year but you've been so inspirational to keep growing your business and transform it and and adapt to online as well so we'll chat a little bit about that in a moment and um, but also I love this like Leona Loves to show that you don't have to have your abs and your boobs out to be a fitness leader, leading with knowledge and experience in an industry that is very aesthetic based. And I love that because I think sometimes it's so much a focus on um, the physique, but we know that it's a whole mind body experience if you really want to create wellness and leona is a les mills uk presenter and trainer and assessor there's less than a hundred trainers in the whole of the uk so that is amazing and um, you auditioned to get onto the team while still on maternity leave and still breastfeeding your little one (laughs) do you want to tell us a little bit about that because that must have been i know how hard that is having four children that time and feeding and you're tired but you still went for it yeah and first of all four children is amazing i don't know how many do that i struggle to
1: keep two alive but like wow for four is incredible um so yeah that, I've, I've taught les mills for quite a lot of years and you don't the opportunity to become a presenter and a trainer doesn't come around that often so when it comes around you've kind of got to you know grab it with both hands and I got, um, I got an invite to auditions. I taught at an event when I was quite heavily pregnant and um, the, the lady that I taught with put me forward for some auditions, um, which I kind of presumed would be maybe like in a year's time, but it ended up being um, just under, just under 12 weeks after I've had my, my second little boy. Um, And I thought, gosh, do I go? It means being away from him in Coventry for a full day and still exclusively breastfeeding. My husband had a nightmare while I was away that day. He never (laughs) wants to relive that day ever again. Um, I just thought, you know what? You only get so many of these opportunities. So just just went forward and I thought, what's the worst that can happen? Got through auditions somehow. Don't quite know what happened. It was all a bit of a blur. A lot of people saw my boobs because I was expressing all day, which was fun. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then, I mean, like just absolute whirlwind i got through to what they call boot camp to become a presenter for les mills and it meant taking the whole family down to london for a weekend so i took my my in-laws my husband and both my kids down to london for the weekend and um, where we as presenters are really put through our paces um and it was just i could easily have not done it because you know three months postpartum my children don't sleep so i was absolutely on my knees tired physically you kind of feel a bit out of sorts you know you're not quite yourself and it's it's an industry that focuses so much on aesthetics that it was um it was really scary but um somehow they, they liked me and um, liked what I did and, yeah, put me on the presenter team. So the whole journey took about a year from, from start to being signed off. And it was the year while I was on maternity leave. So I grafted on my maternity leave really, really hard. But it, I mean, I wouldn't change it for the world. Les Mills is just the, the most incredible company with the most incredible people working for it. So it's, yeah, it's a, a real privilege. So I'm, I'm glad I did it. Looking back, I think it was hard but worth it.
0: So, yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's one of those slight edge moments, isn't it? That you could have easily just have thought, you know, I'm tired, you know, maybe not back in shape yet, um, and not made that decision. But do you think by almost it's that feel the fear and do it anyway and pushing yourself through that, that it's bettered your life for your family as a result for, you know, putting in that graft? Oh,
1: completely.
0: and it now means I
1: can, you know, I can work from home. I don't travel that much anymore. Um, And I get to do, like, the most amazing job. And, you know, I I think you, you have to be happy in yourself to bring the best for your family. And, you know, if I was doing a job that I didn't like, I wouldn't be able to bring my best for my family. And, you know, they i'm happy when i'm doing that job and i think that's the most important thing because it, it just shines through in your family doesn't it one of the things that the the team did say was that because you are picked for, for different reasons to go on the team so i thought it was all about how strong i could be and how motivating i was and actually having spoken to people afterwards who've become you know really good friends now it was more about my work ethic and the fact that i you know i worked hard and actually i was trying to be something else i thinking i need to be all these other things but actually, just going down from London with a newborn baby, grafting, working really, really hard, that was the stuff that put me through, and I, I didn't even think
0: twice about that. So I think being authentic to you is is so important. Yeah, I t- totally agree with everything that you're saying there. And I think as well, like personally for me, my drive for, for anything entrepreneurial definitely accelerated when I had children because your reason why becomes bigger so rather than it being an excuse not to do something it's almost like you get this fire in your belly don't you it's like now this is the time to to go for it for them um so yeah and i'm sure you've inspired so many people turning up with a newborn baby um so that's amazing and something else i've not mentioned yet is you're also a Reebok sponsored athlete so tell us a little bit about that how did that come about that's still really
1: surreal. I still when they when they send me my kit every um, every six months, I still look at it and think, "Wow, I get to wear this stuff and wear this brand." It's amazing. It's part part of the job with Les Mills. So, um, the Les Mills presenters we're we're endorsed and we're sponsored by Reebok. So we get um we get what they call an allocation, um, and we get to showcase all the new gear. And I mean, that is just you know, it's it's an absolute dream come true. It's just amazing. It's like Christmas when that package comes, um, and you know, just just to think that, just to to, to kind of think that they've put their trust in you to represent their brand and you know because it's not just about the way your body looks it's about your business and how you appear online and your work ethic and and all of the stuff that's packaged in with that so to think they've They've chosen us and they've chosen me to represent their brand is, yeah, it's amazing. And I love the kit as well, so it saves me shopping too much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. It's always exciting when new leggings come in the purse. If I get new yoga leggings, it's, <laughs> it's an exciting day. But yeah, they must see so much in you and your brand and everything you stand for. To, you know, put such a big brand um, next to your name. So that's incredible. So let's move on to a few questions. And I won't keep you long today. But has, um, has what you do now always been your lifelong passion? Has it always been what you've done? Or was there a change at some point?
1: This is funny because I was talking to somebody about this the other day, actually. Never. I mean, I faked an asthma attack once to get out of a rounders game. You know, I was not sporty at school at all. I've always run because I've always enjoyed running. But, um, you know, I hate sports at school. I did all the design stuff at school. Um, I went to uni. I studied textile design and retail management. Um, Never crossed my mind that I would end up in fitness. Um, And to cut a long, because it is a long story short, the industry just wasn't for me. Um, It was quite fickle. And didn't really depend on how hard you worked. It was more the people that you know and whether your mum and dad had any money and, and that kind of thing. And that, that's just not really my bag at all. So I decided to walk away from that and leave it as kind of a hobby. as something that I would do in my spare time. Um, and came home. I went to Paris for a job interview and did a little bit of freelance work for a, a London-based company. Um, And it just, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't for me. It wasn't great, it sounded glam, but it wasn't. Um, Came home, signed on the doll as you do when you finish uni, and then went for a job as a hotel receptionist. Um, and the questions were a bit weird but I was like I'll go with that I'm desperate for work and they rang me up after the interview and they said oh congrats you, you've got the job just one little thing we can't find your fitness instructor qualification and I was like I have no idea what you're talking about because like that's not qualified and they said oh we, we got our interviews muddled up you've just interviewed as a fitness instructor but we'll take you on anyway <laughs> so I went to work and I was like yeah that's fine that's fine it's a completely accidental entry into the industry um, and from there obviously discovered a love for it and have just stayed in it and I mean I'm so grateful for that happy accident but never thought in a million years that this is what I would be doing but
0: there you go. That is a crazy story. It's like the universe is just like here you go this is what you should be doing I'm just gonna you know put it in front of you and see what happens. Yeah and, <laughs> and, and isn't it funny because I've done so many different things and different businesses when I was younger And once you find something that matches your values, it just doesn't feel like work anymore. And obviously you've got to work hard and you've got to graft, but there's a flow to it, isn't there? So I would say for anyone that is considering setting up their own business, think about what your values are um, and if it feels good. And I'm guessing for you, Leona, like inspiring people and helping them feel their best. That was probably a value that you always had. And so fitness just matches it perfectly.
1: Completely agree. That's what I try and bring with my own business. And I think that's why I've kind of ended up with Les Mills as well, because their values are are very similar. They really align with my values. Um, So I think you you do naturally just find your niche, don't you? And I guess the the job and the business and the work finds you. And like you say, it just aligns to what you do. So yeah,
0: agree completely. Absolutely. Um, I was on a call the other evening um, with a coach and they, actually, they were actually speaking about that and they were saying, if you're going to align yourself with a company, you know, consider um, your values first, look at the company's values, and then if your client's values match that, that is just... A win win for absolutely everybody. So let's move on. So, what really excites and fuels you the most about business and your lifestyle? And have you had to overcome anything to get to where you are today?
1: What excites me and fuels me they're probably one and the same and it's just people i absolutely love working with people um and that's been in any job in any industry because you know we've all done kind of numerous jobs in the past and you know as you've been growing up for me it's just about people whether it was working in the local corner shop when i was younger whether it's been you know working as a hotel receptionist or whatever those things were working with people in group exercise, people just, they they put that fire in my belly, and I love nothing more than seeing people achieve amazing things, and seeing clients achieve things that they never in a million years thought they could achieve, you know, mindset and physical, that, there's just no better feeling, I'm a really emotional person, so if my clients do well, I'll, I'll be, you know, I'll be in tears on the Zoom call, and I'm just so proud of you, you know, I just, I feel it so much, and, you know, just seeing people achieve things, that just, yeah, that really, really fires me up. And um, in my business and my group exercise, everything else I do, it's it, definitely, that's the underwriting thing for me
0: with people. Yeah, that'll be why you're so good at it as well. And it's so fulfilling for you, but, you know, the focus is on the other person, isn't it? Um, it is. And so much you can take from that. Um, so if you could speak to your 16-year-old self right now, what advice would you give her? <laughs> So
1: much, so much advice. You know, and I've I, I thought about this one quite a lot and there's a few different things, I think. Just looked out my window and it's snowing, as it does in the middle of April. Just put like <laughs> out my window. Anyway, um, my first thing, and I guess this would apply to anybody young, is don't rush your education. For me, I spent 13 grand doing a degree that in something that I was good at as a, as a hobby, I wish for me, and this is something that I will tell my kids, is that if you come out of education and get a job and then go back into education, that's okay. I would have liked to have studied as a mature student, definitely, and invested my time more into that. And I think there's quite a lot of pressure to know what you want to be really, really early on. And I think for me, it's okay to not know that. It's okay to not know until you're 40 what you want to do, as long as it's it's true to you and it makes you happy. There's no rush to know when you're 16. So yeah i would definitely say to kind of follow your heart and follow your intuition with what you want to do um my second thing would be be authentic to yourself i've spent i spent a lot of time i wasn't a confident child or a confident youngster trying to be somebody else because that's what all my friends were and what everybody you know people around me were um, and as i've grown older and it's kind of age and experience isn't it i think authenticity is one of the most important things um, and just you know, both in your work but in your personal life as well, and just just being really, really authentic to you and, and living your values and believing your values as well. It's no good trying to tell them to other people if you don't live them and believe them yourself. And I think all that comes down to authenticity. So yeah, just for me, just believing in yourself and being authentic. Yes. As well as lots of other things. Don't overpluck your eyebrows. Look
0: after your skin. <laughs> oh, I totally did that. <laughs> I think anyone that was born kind of 80s, we all went down that road, didn't we? But that's sort uh, of true. You know, I even see it with my, my eldest child, you know, they just want to be like their friends and if they're doing one thing or they're talking the same way, it's that peer pressure isn't it and um i think for anyone building a business as well especially because so much is virtual now authenticity is so important but also it can be quite a challenge for people can't it to just be themselves and not worry about what other people think and one thing i've really learned over the years and you probably found this is is when you're true to yourself and you follow your values you attract people that are on the same same wavelength same energy same values and then it makes working with those people such a joy as well so yeah they're absolutely absolutely great tips um so next up next question is what words of advice or motivation would you say to any women um or men that are watching but um and listening in on the podcast but if they were either in business already or just trying to find the courage to start a business so there may be Got that feeling they want to work for themselves but for a lot of people there's a fear there there's a block there what would you say to someone like that
1: i feel like i should probably say just go for it be brave you know throw caution into the wind and all that jazz but actually my husband is a very sensible person, and he's got his head screwed on. And when I kind of said to him, this is what I want to do, I want to pack my day job in, and I want to go for it, and I've got that confidence, this is kind of his advice. He said to me, you need the foundations first. You can't just follow a dream and go for it. As, as lovely and as poetic as it sounds, it's not going to work. You need to sit down, you need to plan, you need to be methodical. So I think the first thing to have is vision. That would be my first thing, have a vision, create a business that aligns with your values, like we've just said, but then be methodical. It's great to live in dream world and say, well, if you work hard, it'll happen. But actually you need to to have the financial understanding, the background, the plan, try and put something down before you kind of, you know, jump in with both feet and quit your day day job like Mm -hmm. I was gonna do. It's Mm -hmm. important to have those foundations and almost, you don't have to have a business mind. I'm not business minded at all. But to have a little bit of planning and a little bit of kind of groundwork before you um, you jump two feet into it and do it which is probably not the inspirational motivational quote everybody wants but for me that was really important because without that advice i would definitely have made some mistakes and i might not be here now doing this because um i'm a very all or nothing person and i would have invested everything in it
0: but maybe a little bit too soon so for me the planning was really really important i actually totally agree because in my younger years i've always been the same an idea comes in my head i don't want any what ifs when i grow older so i've always just absolutely gone for it you know going from being a dancer and a dance coach into running an agency i had no business experience i hated admin and you know you don't always think about all the other side that comes to it um so yeah i think having having something systemized as well that's something i'm really passionate about so Mm. it's good to have the vision and the motivation and the creativity but then you've got to systemize it and especially if you're a parent as well um you know i came out of secondary school teaching into running my online business and there was definitely a a juggle stage and a transition stage but it wasn't uh, giving everything up at once and jumping in and putting all the pressure on it was a gradual yeah. um, transition and finding your feet and obviously personal growth along the way as well as everything because yeah. who you are now can only take you so far can't it so are you into personal growth are you always trying to personally develop yourself and
1: yeah I would say so maybe not in the sense that some other people are in in terms of um, the holistic side of things. But for me, personal growth is knowledge. I'm a real educator. That's a space that I sit in, I think, really quite well. Um, So for me, it's about learning and progressing and being able to um, kind of show how much knowledge you have. So, you know, whether it's reading or doing courses or podcasts or whatever it is, just learning and just being really um, kind of up to date with things. This the industry that I am in is very very fickle, and um you know like I said in the bio to you, uh, having abs and a six pack on your um on your Instagram profile at the moment is more important than the underpinning knowledge that you have, and that really really grates on me in this industry because there are so many people, celebrity trainers, that have absolutely no knowledge. But because of the way they look, they suddenly, you know, everybody follows them and follows their advice and, and, you know, gets them training them. So for me, personal growth is about knowledge and about being the best, most informed person I can be in my industry. So to never, ever stop learning, to always read and learn is really
0: important for me. Yeah, I love that. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to invite you on, because it's about going so much deeper than... That it look, isn't it? And I yeah. think that's why you give so much value to others because you know your stuff and, you, and you're educated. It's not just, um, you know, a shiny, pretty platform. It's like you know, you know how to look after people, you know how to educate them and make yeah. a, a real difference to them. And that's what you want at the end of the day, isn't it? You want people to have results. You want them to have learnt new habits and to take so much more away from it than just looking in the mirror and feeling good. It's, it's so much more than that. Um, fantastic so next question is what was a major shift or a tipping point for you in stepping into you know being your most powerful self doing what you love was there a major shift at any point
1: for me it was it was COVID, which I know is probably not a very politically correct, sensitive thing to say, because I know this time has been so incredibly hard for so many people. Um but for me, you know, as a, a freelance instructor and as a personal coach, a lot of what I do was taken away from me. And it was either I had a choice, I could kind of sit and not do anything or make some massive shifts in the way that um i run my business in the way that because i have business partner lynn how we run our business together so um and that was a real real tipping point for us it was um do we make the most of this really challenging situation or do we just let it pass us by and and our business and my business has grown tenfold through through coronavirus through covid which it's you know, not the best time, and obviously a lot of people have had a really, really rough ride, but for us it was kind of make or break, and um, we went for it. We really pushed really hard, and we were some of the first people kind of streaming online classes in the groups of people that I know, and I'm so grateful that we were because those that are coming into it a little bit later now are finding it really challenging because the market's oversaturated, so we got in there early, um, and that, you know, I've now moved, my whole business is online now um, to the point where I am thinking about giving up some of my in person classes just because I'm only one person, I can't spread myself too thin, but because the online market is just immense. Um and I never ever thought that I would be standing here a year down the line saying that. So COVID has has kind of made us really, which I'm eternally grateful for.
0: Yeah, and I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with saying you've got blessings out of the last year and for you know, everyone's been at different ends of the spectrum, but but I think part of being an entrepreneur is learning how to adapt quickly, isn't it? And rather than you just thinking, well, I can't do my classes, what am I going to do? You just thought, how can I make this work? And that is an entrepreneurial mindset and um a success mindset and and a trait for anyone to take away um and i just think as well you know it's really smart i am massive about leverage like any business that gives you leverage um and the same for me when i I used to teach every night of the week teaching dance and then days in schools and there was just no time left whereas if you can do a class um or a coaching session or whatever anyone watching or listening's business is if you could do that online you could have 100 200 people on a class where usually you could maybe only have 10 people in a space. So, laugh, yeah. lab It's taught
1: me so much as well about the way that I coach, because you can't rely on connection online. It's really hard to connect with people in online classes. So you can't coach the same way online that you coach in live classes, and I've found that people are a much better connector with people because you really have to try. And funnily enough, going back to live classes this week, you know, I thought I, I'm actually connecting a lot more with people in my classes now than I was before because I've had to work really hard to do that. So, you know, again, another positive that's come out of it, it's changed my coaching, which isn't applicable for everybody, um, you know, watching this. But you do, you learn things in um, strange environments and in unusual situations. What can you take out of it? And what have you learned when you come out of that? So I think I'm a, I'm a big fan of taking the positives out of the situation. So, yeah, it's definitely yeah. helped me. Well, it's just a great way to
0: live, isn't it? <laughs> to be to be in that mindset and try and find a positive. And even if anyone listening feels like they maybe haven't made the most or made the shifts during this time, just reflect, look back, and then use that you know, to move forward. So it's going to be so nice for you to get in front of people again. I know. I'm quite nervous. <laughs> yeah, I think for a lot of us, it's you know we've become hermits by by force, haven't we? So yeah. that would be so nice to to get out there. Um, so last question is, you know, where can people find you, your businesses? I know I've already mentioned the um, website, but feel free to share that with anyone and anything you're doing at the moment, any courses, that type yeah, of thing. I self-promotion. Myself and Lynn, my business partner, was saying
1: the other day, we don't shout loud enough about what we do because we're both quite humble. So this is the kind of stuff where I go, I'm really, I'm really awkward. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on Instagram, I'm leona underscore petch underscore bespoke underscore coaching, but I think there's only like a couple of Leona Petches, so you'll you'll find me if you search for me. All my business, majority of my business is online, so you can find all the stuff that I, I do on there. I'm not great at social media, there's a lot of people that are, are better than I am at it. I kind of post what I have to post, in my contractual obligation with Reebok and, um, you know, some family stuff. It's not the most organised professional social media profile you'll find, but again, it's the authentic me. So I am children, dogs, fitness, Les Mills, and Reebok. That's pretty much what I do. So you can you can find me on there, and then our website um, is mindlessweightcoaching.co.uk. You can find us on there as well. Um, and I'm you know, I'm on social media, right? You know, if you send me an inquiry, I'll answer fairly quickly. It's just that I'm pretty naff at, at posting pictures, but you won't find any pictures of my boobs or my abs on there. So you know. <laughs>
0: Well, that's because you're actually busy working and, you know, doing doing the do rather than yeah. you know, taking all the pictures. So, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Leona. And uh, obviously anyone watching, you can follow this page. We're going to be doing live chats over the next few months. I'd love to carry this on. Um, and also over on Spotify, the Powerful Women's Success series, all the podcasts will be uploaded there as well. So enjoy your weekend. Thank you so much, Leona. Yeah. And, you um, thank you oh no it's been it's been amazing so i'll speak to you soon and thanks to anyone that's watching bye thanks everybody Bye bye thank you